0: God, creator, redeemer, and giver of life. Amen. I like to think of Holy Week as this liturgical moment that is sandwiched between two of the great hymns of the church. On Easter morning, we'll all gather here, or most of us will gather here, and we'll sing, Jesus Christ is risen today with great fanfare. We'll be very excited, the church will be packed, the flowers will be gorgeous, there'll be outstanding music, and it'll be just one of those moments that, if you're a liturgical person like I am, that you just long for, that you wait for. And yesterday, we had that other great liturgical moment with the Liturgy of the Palms, when we sang, "Our glory, laud, and honor. I think that's my very favorite moment in the entire church year. I just, for some reason, love that hymn, and I love that moment when we're gathered together with such enthusiasm and such energy for what is to come. We all love a parade, and this is like the ultimate liturgical parade. We've all got our our um, palms, and, and we, if, if we're at all extroverted, we wave them around. I don't really do that. I kind of keep it down, but some of us. Wave them around like we're all excited and, and, and it's just a great moment. And we didn't do this yesterday, but the rubrics of the Liturgy of the Palms make provision for stopping the service in the middle of that hymn and reciting a collect. And since we didn't repeat that or recite that collect yesterday, I'm going to read it for you now. It says, Almighty God, whose most dear son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain. And entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. That's a beautiful colic, but it's a bit of a buzzkill in the midst of this parade. It kind of takes us from up here, down, way down here. But it introduces us to the theme of this week, which is or the question of this week was what does it mean for us to walk in the way of the cross? That is a question that will bear much fruit if we're willing to reflect on it throughout these days. So we have the highs and the lows of the whole liturgical season wrapped up in this one week between these two hymns. Triumphal entry, Jesus Christ is risen today, and oh, but to get there, You have to walk in the way of the cross. Gary Charles, who is the pastor of Central Presbyterian Church here in Atlanta, says, Today we walk into Holy Week with all the confidence of Easter, but never with the naive notion that Easter will arrive before the shadow of death has had its awful, brutal, and crucifying way with Jesus. And I would add to that that we don't enter Easter without remembering that the shadow of death must have its way on us as well if we are to be people who truly experience resurrection and new life in Christ. So what does the shadow of death mean to you and me during this Holy Week? What does it mean for us to walk in the way of the cross? During these three days, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday of Holy Week, we have this preaching series that we're calling the Gospel at the Margins. And during these three days, we lift up those among us who perhaps have seen more Holy Week in their lives than they have seen Easter. People whose lives are not defined by resurrection promise, at least not yet. Today, I'm here representing Emmaus House, a 50-year-old mission of the Episcopal Diocese of Atlanta that works mostly in Peoples Town, which is south of Turner Field, where 48% of the population lives below the poverty line. Tomorrow, you'll hear from Mary, who represents Church of the Common Ground, a ministry that truly does minister to those whom Jesus has called the least of these who are my brothers And sisters. And then on Wednesday, we'll hear from Jonathan from Covenant Community, a ministry of our very own parish that seeks to offer resurrection hope to those who want to live life without addiction. The people that these three organizations serve know what it means to live with the shadow of death in their lives, who know what it means to live with fear. To live lonely lives, to live lives that don't have the hope that most of us take for granted. So part of our task during these days of Holy Week as we think about walking the way of the cross is to think about how we can walk with those people, with these people who are our neighbors, who are those whom Jesus loves In our Gospel reading this morning, we read of a dinner party. Jesus and Mary and Martha and Judas and a whole bunch of others have gathered at the home of Lazarus. And quite frankly, this is a dinner party that's unlike any other because they are there to celebrate something rather unique. Lazarus, who was dead is now alive. And so they've gathered together to have a little party to celebrate this resurrection to new life for Lazarus. And they're there of course to celebrate with Jesus as well. And in this story Mary, as you well know, kneels at the feet of Jesus and anoints him with this very costly perfume, nard. Something that that apparently was worth about a year's worth of of salary for, for a day laborer. That's a lot of money. And as we know, Judas Iscariot, the one who will betray Jesus, condemns or criticizes Mary and says, Shouldn't we have sold, shouldn't this perfume have been sold and the proceeds given to the poor? Now, I'm a professional fundraiser what i do for a living and so if it were up to me i would just stop this story right there and say yes sell everything give the money to a mass house and church of the common ground and covenant community and let's be about our work however that's not the way it works jesus always muddles things up from the way that we think they should go or what seems to be logical jesus says leave her alone She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. Which is an odd thing to say because clearly that is not the day of his burial. He is not dead yet. But normally anointing of feet does not come for the living. It comes for the dead as their bodies are prepared for burial. So clearly there is a, a pointing forward to what is to come for Jesus. So even in this celebration, this dinner party, there is this overture of death. What is to come for Jesus? And then Jesus says something that, that depending on how you look at it, can seem very troubling. He says, you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. So there Jesus is justifying the extravagance of Mary's gift. This extravagance of using this very expensive, costly perfume in order to to worship, to venerate, to honor this special guest, Jesus. And it brings for us a not a dilemma, but a question about how we use the resources that we have in the church. I love the way that Max Stackhouse, who's a professor emeritus at um, Princeton Theological Seminary, puts it. He says, the choice between aesthetically magnificent purchases that glorify the Lord... An ethically driven magnanimity for those in need is seldom an easy decision. Those are kind of big words, but I like the way it sounds. And it's true that that tension between extravagance in our worship and extravagance in giving to God and that need to to help those who need what we have uh, never goes away. But we make that choice, particularly in our, in our Episcopal tradition, really every Sunday. If you were here yesterday, you experienced extravagance. You experienced something completely wonderful and life-giving and nourishing for those who like to worship in this place. We had, we had cello, and we had harp, and we had Jamie and Jessica singing these beautiful solos. We had palms extravagant, wonderful worship in some ways, and in some ways that's our perfume that we are offering to Jesus. That's our way of saying that Jesus is worthy of all that we have and that our worship is the most important thing that we do as disciples of Jesus. But I wonder, Jesus is not saying that because the poor are always with you, that, it's un- that they're unimportant. Jesus is simply saying that in that moment, it was okay and good and right to honor Jesus and the God who he represents. But I would say that the challenge for us is that just as we use that costly perfume to worship and nourish ourselves, that that inspire us and lead us to have the same attitude when we leave this place. That the people that we serve at Emmaus House and Church of the Common Ground and Covenant Community are worth just as much in terms of that expensive perfume as we are. We offer. God, our perfume, so that we can go out and offer God's people that perfume as well. When I think about what we do at Emmaus House, a lot of it's expensive. It costs a lot of money to run the kind of programs that we do to try to help lift people out of poverty. One of our great programs is our, our Freedom Schools program, which is a, a, a ministry of the Children's Defense Fund that is a, a six-week intensive literacy-based program uh, for elementary and middle school-aged kids in Peoplestown. Town. This year, 70 children will gather each day to strengthen their reading ability, to live in community, to, to grow and learn, and hopefully to be inspired. We know that third-grade reading level is one of the highest predictors of high school graduation. So we know that this program that we offer is really important. It's our perfume that we offer to God as we offer it to these children. But that program alone costs us about $150,000. That's an extravagant amount of money for a six-week program. But just as it's worthwhile for us to spend money here in our worship, it's worthwhile for us to spend money serving those whom God loves, those whom God has called us to serve. So one of the ways that walking in the way of the cross happens in our lives is to be inspired in this place but then to walk out those doors into that mission field and to share that perfume that we enjoy here with the people in our world, those people that we are called to serve. I'm grateful that the people of our diocese, the people of of so many places, offer their perfume to us at Emmaus House so that we can share it with others. And as I consider what it means for me to walk the way of the cross this week, I think about what it means for me to be a servant of others, to give new life to them, but also to learn from them, to walk with them, to be partners with them in this journey of Holy Week that will take us to resurrection, that will take the people that we serve to a new place of love as we serve them. I'll leave you with the words of Isaac Watts in his hymn, When I Survey the wondrous cross. He says, Were the whole realm of nature mine, that that were a present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Amen.